Welcome back to Dynasty Dads. I know we had a little bit of a break there. Uh, I'm in the middle of moving houses, so packing up and getting shit ready to move. Having a little bit of trouble scheduling this with uh, Caleb to finish this uh, mock, but here we are finally. Uh, we're starting back at the 201, and uh, Caleb is going to be on the clock. A couple things we want to talk about this second round first before we start. Um, I've have I've been having mixed emotions about this second round. I don't know if I like guys, if I don't. Um, what's their shot of actually doing anything? Um, you know, a lot of these guys are not the prototypical size you would see for NFL uh, players. Uh, this class has a whole. There's a lot of smaller guys, but the NFL is kind of changing, shifting. You're, you're seeing a lot of smaller guys being more successful. So I don't know. If to follow that trend or not, Caleb, what do you think about it? Um, yeah, you know, I, I feel the same way about this second round. It, it's just a little weird. Uh, I think what throws me so off about it is whenever you're looking at the ADPs on these guys, I don't know if it's the same for you, but I don't agree with a lot of the ADPs starting right around this uh, this beginning of the second or maybe even the last couple picks of the first um this is a this is a very deep draft but it's also a group of guys positionally that are very very close to each other and it's hard to establish where what exactly is going to set them apart from the next guy like you look at the tight ends this is supposed to be a pretty good tight end class you look at the top end of the tight ends in this draft class with guys like Michael Meyer, uh, Dalton Kincaid, Darnell Washington, Luke Musgrave, um, and then Zach Koontz, who has been climbing up draft boards. Um, a lot of these guys are very, I wouldn't say similar, but I think that they're going to have very similar draft capital. Um, there might be one or two guys that kind of fall, but for the most part, I expect the top part of that uh, tight end class to be very similar. And so it starts getting a little tricky right here, especially pre-NFL draft when you don't know your landing spots. Um, and then you could also say the same for like the running backs. You've got a very clear established 101 with Bijan, and then the chatter the whole time since the end of the season or even during the regular season has been Gibbs as the RB2. But amongst the dynasty community, I'm starting to see some chatter of Gibbs starting to be surpassed by, um, shit, who was it? I'm saying Charbonnet, but, and I love to see it. (laughs) Um, I just think he's a more complete back. Uh, as far as Chabonet, I think he will see a, I mean, if there's anybody outside of Bijan that's going to get a three down roll, it's going to be Chabonet to me. Yeah, I mean, I could see it. Um, like I said in the last episode, I really liked Chabonet last season. I was really disappointed when he decided to return to school for another year. There's something about him that's just got me a little down on him right now he's a year older so that's one less year that you'll probably get out of his career um but yeah anyways that's that's my thoughts i I think that 
positionally, all these guys are very, very close. So doing this pre-NFL draft before you know the landing spots and draft capital, uh, this is where it gets a little tough and where there can be a lot of differences between uh, what I pick and what Gus picks. I agree. I think uh, I'm going to be scrolling a lot on this ADP on a, a sleeper. I don't mean I'm not going to be using their ADP, but scrolling down to find my guy that I want. Uh, I feel like a lot of these guys are the same uh, as far as, you know, the investment, like all, all these halfbacks that are going to go in this round, I feel like you're going to have late day two uh, draft capital and then the rest going to have, you know, day three capital. Uh, it's going to be hard to want to invest a lot into these guys, but I'm sure some of them will find a role somewhere. So they have some value. Um, you know, it's, it's just a uh, roll the dice at this point in the draft. I feel like that first round, there's a lot of guys that, that I like a lot and I have a lot of faith in. But moving into the second round, there's a lot of question marks. Right. Um, but, you know, when in doubt, you know, you, dra you draft the best player available. Uh, you don't draft for landing spot or opportunity solely. You look back a couple seasons ago, whenever it was uh, Clyde versus JT, and I mean, talent won out, and that was the perfect example. Um, so when in doubt, you draft best player available. That's what my strategy has always been. It served me well, and that's what I'm going to continue doing. All right, well, let's see it. You're up at the 201. All right. 201. I've got Hendon Hooker. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Okay. Uh, He's somebody that I started taking in Debbie drafts last season, um, and he just blossomed in his role with Tennessee. It'll be interesting to see if it translates to the NFL, but he's got that professional level quarterback size at six foot four. Um, it, it sucks that he he got injured the way he did during the season. Uh, I think that really hurt his draft stock, obviously, but. He's starting to gain some uh, momentum, and he's starting to generate a little bit of chatter. So at 201 and a super flex, I will happily take Hooker with uh, who we've got left available. I don't blame you at all. I, I was going to consider him uh, if uh, you didn't take him. Uh, some things I have on him that I really like, He's like you said, he's got, he's got the size, and he he's going – at the 201, so, I mean, it's a great value compared to what you have to spend on the other guys. Uh, he is 25 years old, so it's a little bit older than um, than uh, you would like to see. Uh, but it's, the funny thing with, with that school in uh, uh, Tennessee, almost everyone that's coming out is old. There, there are some, some other guys on this list that are coming out that are a little bit older than uh, the, the normal. Uh, it's kind of strange, but... Uh, some things I have on him, he protects the ball really well. Uh, over his last two seasons, he had 58 touchdowns and only five picks. If that doesn't scream, he protects the ball and makes great, great uh, uh, decisions. I don't know what does. Uh, but some some things I I did notice that his progressions weren't the greatest and his accuracy wasn't the greatest. But he he was when he wanted to make a pass he put it in the right spot more than not uh, which kind of goes against the accuracy knock but I, I like what he did when he pulled the trigger 
um, as far as his uh, where he decided to put it and who who he decided to throw to. Not exactly, you know, could he go through his reads, but when he um, found a guy that was open, he let it rip. Uh, I think he has the trajectory of like a Jay when it hurts. I feel like he's not going to be drafted anywhere to be a starter. Uh, but if he if he gets a shot anywhere, he's I, th- I think he's gonna ball. Um, he's probably gonna be drafted and be a, a backup. Um, but uh, if he if he ever has the opportunity, I think he will immediately rise in in value. Uh, than where you had to draft him at the 201. He's going to jump up and be a worth. He's, he's going to be worth a first round pick, if not more. Right, and you know, I just to piggyback on a couple of things that you said there. Um, if you can get a starting quarterback in the second round of a rookie draft, I mean, that's a home run. Like you said, I don't expect him to come in and start right away. And, you know, he might be 25 years old, but at least he's not 43 years old like Stetson (laughs) Bennett. And, you know, you mentioned some of the other guys coming out of Tennessee are a little bit older. Well, I've got no problem with that. Because if you've got these guys coming out that are a little bit older and they've been paired up with a quarterback that's a little bit older and they've found success together... If these guys are sticking through these college seasons together and they've got multiple years together, it shows that they can build a rapport and they can build some team chemistry. Um, that's what I want to see in a professional level quarterback. So I've got no problem with him being, you know, three years older than what we're used to seeing, three to four years older. Um, let him sit for a couple years. If he ends up 27 before he gets a starting gig and ends up playing till but 34, 35 to be conservative, I've got no problem spending the second round pick on him. Understandable. Uh, you can actually make your own selection right here. All right, now I'm on the clock, and to be honest, I have no fucking idea where I'm going to go. Um, shit, all right, I guess I'll just go off. It's um, just a shame that you came into this unprepared. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, of course. I guess I'll just go off of my own rankings, and... I tend to lean to the wide receiver position. Um, uh, I feel like there's plenty of backs that are, that are going to fall in this round that I like. I all see kind of in the same light. Uh, so I'm going to take uh, the last of a wide receiver tier for me. I'm going to go Jalen Hyatt. Just, we just talked about some of the older guys okay. coming out of uh, Tennessee. Um, things I did l- like about him. Uh, uh, he's six foot, so he's at least got the height. He's a little bit light in the ass at 176, but he has pr- pretty good speed at 4-4. A, l- a lot of what he showed on tape was o- over-the-top stuff. And, you know, he, he didn't come out and murder the 40 to kind of uh, match what he put on tape, but 4-4 is still pretty damn fast. Um, he's, v- he's very athletic. Um, I, l- I l- love his height. I love his burst. Uh, he probably allows more to be a deep threat, so it's not going to be more as much of uh, a translation over to fantasy, you know. Um, and uh, at the same time, he's probably going to be drafted pretty high in the NFL because of his speed. Uh, he could he could easily go in the first. I project more in the second. 
Um, and another thing, you know, talk about his age. He didn't break out until he was a junior. So that's kind of a red flag that uh, he was, you know, uh, the age he is now playing against guys that are 18, 19 years old. And it took him until he was two, three years older than everybody to actually start doing anything. But, you know, uh, the giraffe capable and landing spot, I think he'll go to a team that will use him. And I prefer wide receivers uh, when uh, when I'm faced with something like this because there's a shitload of backs that are about to go, and I have no problem uh, taking who falls here. So. Sure, I'm I'm kind of in the same boat as you as I'm looking at my um, my queue that I've got set up here. Basically, my rankings for these guys. Uh, I feel the same way as you about these running backs here in the second round. I view a lot of them similar, so or I think they're going to have a lot of similar roles. I don't really see any of these guys um, standing out or getting a three-down role. Um, I think a lot of these guys are going to be role players once they get drafted. So with that being said, I've got no problem with those guys going early to mid-second round, but I would rather take a shot on some of these other guys like the quarterbacks, the receivers, and the tight ends. Um, so Jalen Hyatt, good pick. Um, he's somebody that I've seen gaining some momentum in the – uh, dynasty community um he's not my favorite tennessee wide receiver <laughs> but good. i've got him and tillman ranked very closely um but i guess moving on right here at the two three i would take uh michael meyer tight end out of notre dame um he's somebody that i've had my eyes on again all season long He's somebody that I started taking last season in uh, in Debbie drafts. Sorry, um, he's got the good prototypical tight end size. I think he's a very smooth tight end on the field. He moves well. Uh, he's got great hands. I think he's going to be the best tight end out of this class. But I'm okay with not reaching for him because I do like some of these other tight end prospects that can kind of be a dart throw. But right here, I think, is kind of where Meyer should start going. Um, might even see him sneak into the end of the first rounds. So at 2-3, I feel like that's... A little bit of a steal. Unpopular opinion: All tight ends drafted as a rookie are dart throws. Just kidding. Everyone that thinks that, but I don't. I, I don't think. I don't think. I mean, I, I'm. I'm not mad at the pick. I get it. He has the highest upside of anybody available right now, and I think that's what you're shooting for. Um, he could be be worth nothing in three, four years, or he could be, you know, a top five tight end. So I think that's kind of what you're shooting for. Uh, I love his size, 6'4", 249. Um, one thing that kind of got everyone all uh, upset was he ran a 4740, which is fucking slow. I, I ran a 47, right? Like, it's not it's not that fast. Um, he's, not, he's not very athletic, 
but he like you were saying he's smooth he he wins with his routes and his ball skills uh he'll be on the field every play because he's a great linebacker uh he was very productive his sophomore and junior year uh, i feel like he's great after the catch even though he's not very athletic or fast uh, you know he's very hard to bring down and i think you are taking a shot at a top five uh tight end here in a few years which i get at the two three i feel like that's a that's a pretty good value yeah um he's he is kind of similar to the way i'm viewing hendon hooker uh, at the beginning to mid of the second round, if I can get a starting quarterback or a starting tight end who's going to have a decent floor, I'm going to take that shot. The The position is just is so volatile and so scarce that if you've got a good tight end prospect and he's there in the second round, I've got no problem taking him, especially in a draft like this where – a lot of these running backs in this area are going to kind of be looking real similar. And I'm starting to feel that way with the receivers, with the territory that we're entering. Um, So I've actually got, I think three tight ends going in the second. Um, Again, all dart throws, but at this position with the scarcity and the volatility of the position, you got to take a chance when they're there. And I like Meyer the best out of this group, so I'll take him at 2-3 all day. All right, so I guess we'll move on to my pick. And shit, which halfback do I take? Uh, all right, well, um, I guess I'll swing for the fences here, and it's probably not the guy you're thinking of. Um, I'm going to go with AJ. Um, <laughs> oh, he's fucking tight. But... At the same time, he is, yeah, 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 I know, I know. Um, he is, he is a very tiny 5'8", 188. Uh, he will never see three down uh, uh, work. Um, I, I don't think he'll, he'll be able to put on much more weight. He might break into the 190s, and then you're still, you still have a very small pool of halfbacks that have been sub 200 that have had any success in the NFL. Uh, one thing that he does have going for him, uh, he's really fast. He's he's super athletic. He ran a four uh, four three two forty. Um, <laughs> one thing I have in my notes here is I take shits that are bigger than him. Uh, size is a, a concern. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yes. Uh, size is a concern for me, but. He has all the athleticism and talent. I think he can carve out a role with a team if they draft him in like the second round. Uh, if he gets second round value, uh, draft capital, it's going to be hard not to uh, take him here at the start of the second. Uh, there's there's several comps that people have been throwing out. Uh, you know, you have Sproles, one of our uh, good friends, JCJ, gave a great one, uh, Warwick Dunn, uh, which is a little bit uh, further back in the past, and not, not a whole lot of people saw him play, but I get the comp. Uh, he has home run speed, and he's great out of the backfield as a wide receiver. Uh, most likely, his ceiling will be nothing more than 10 touches a game. 
and you just hope that he can do something with those 10 touches. He'll be more of a kick returner, a kicker. Um, it's, I, I don't see him ever jumping up and being worth more than like Gibbs or Charbonnet because they can have a, a lot bigger role for their team. But um, I don't know. Fuck it. Let's see what happens. I know the NFL is is uh, starting to go smaller. So um, if he's going to be one to break the mold, then uh, I'll be in, in on it. That's disgusting. That, that's a <laughs> gross pick. I know. And if they're going to go that small, they might as well get Kevin Hart out there too. I, um, I agree. He is tiny. I, I totally get it. A-Chain is somebody that I have been out on day one. I think that he will get good draft capital. I think he'll end up as a second round pick or early, early third pick in the NFL draft. Um, So that means somebody is going to, if they're going to be spending the draft capital on him, then somebody's going to be using him. So, if they're going to be using him, I'm highly, highly, highly concerned that we're actually going to witness a murder on the field this coming season. <laughs> this guy is going to get straight up demolished in the NFL. What if he goes just, at the end of the first round to the Chiefs over Gibbs? <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not buying. We, we've been there and done that with the Chiefs. Oh, well, um, I don't know about the halfback they picked. I don't think that was a very good selection. A-chain is fast. Uh, I mean, so is Marquise Goodwin. I mean, an Olympic sprinter that doesn't exactly translate to the NFL. I mean, he's had a good career, but would you ever start a Marquise Goodwin if you didn't have to? Um, I mean, there were times this past year that you you could start him. (laughs) Right. But, I mean, with having the foresight of thinking, oh, he's a great play today, I'm going to toss him in my lineup. No, that's not why you were playing Goodwin. You were playing Goodwin because you were fucked already coming into the week. You either had had a bipocalypse happening or a bunch of injuries hit your team. I think that's going to be the same with A-Chain. He's going to always be rostered in your leagues because I think he finds some form of NFL success. Because like you said, I think he's going to be a gadget player because he's got that speed and he's got that elusiveness to make guys miss. But that His doesn't always translate. speed is going to, to get him drafted high, highly. He's going to be taken in the second round. I I with four with four three two speed and the production that he had in college, he's going to be taken, if not in the first, in the second, and it's going to be horrifying. I definitely don't see it happening. I don't see it happening in the first, but I can see somebody drafting him in the second. Um, but I'm I'm out on a chain. I want nothing to do with it. Uh, I think there's some other guys right here that I wouldn't like to take a shot on over wow. a chain just because they have a higher on a halfback. I'm out on a halfback. But if the halfback <clears throat> is out on a halfback, maybe you should listen. Um I haven't he's he's not even on my board. I get it. Well uh you're up next. Maybe talk about someone that that you like at least. 
Okay, hang on. I'm... Let me take a look at this guy here. I'm pretty here. sure I know where you're going. Do you? And it's probably the guy that I should have gone, but... Yes, the guy you should have gone with, Gus, is Sean Tucker. Yeah, that's um, That's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah, I think out of any of these guys, if if we're calling Bijan the RB1, and for now, if we're going to call Gibbs the RB2, then I think once we have that tier break down to tier three of these rookie running backs, I think Sean Tucker has the best skill set to make it into the NFL. I don't see him having like this super high ceiling, but I think he can be like an RB2 or an RB3 for fantasy. Um, I don't have a whole lot to say about him. I've watched a little bit of his games during the season and I liked what I saw. I just don't have all the measurables and all that stuff in front of me like you do, Gus. But he's just somebody that sticks out to me on tape. And for me, he's leading the pack on that third tier of running backs. I, I hear you. And to, to be honest, I, I, I knew you would take Tucker, so I probably should have taken Tucker. And then I would have gotten a chain at six. But, you know, shit happens. Uh, some yep. of the notes that yeah. I have on him. Uh, I, I, I love his balance. He has great patience and vision. He's a ridiculous a uh, athlete, great burst, great speed. Uh, such that he didn't run at the combine and then he gave us like a fake pro day number, which wasn't even real. Uh, so that's kind of concerning, but you, you can look on tape. He's fast. Um, uh, I love that he's always fighting for extra yards. He's not really one to make someone miss in the open field. He doesn't have that top end, you know, uh, elusiveness, but um, he, he he always fights for extra yards. He, he looks really fucking strong. Um, he broke out, at, out as a sophomore, so it's not like, you know, he had one great year. Um, he, as far as in the passing game, he's got all right hands. He can make catches. He's no, you know, Gibbs. He's no uh, Bijan, but he can catch the ball. I probably should have taken him over HN, but it is what it is at this point. Yeah. I think if anybody's going to overtake Gibbs, I think it's going to be Tucker as far as RB2 of this draft goes. Um, it, it could be Charbonnet. Uh, it will not be A-Chain, mark my words, pin it. But I think it's going to be Tucker if anybody's going to overtake Gibbs. So getting him at 205, almost the halfway point of the second round. I'm ecstatic about that. I hear you. Oh, I guess I'm back on the clock. Um, some of these people fall from grace is unbelievable. Um, I'm going to go with another halfback. Like I said, there's a lot of guys in this range that I see in the same uh, same light. I'm going to go with one that's... Edge. This is where it starts to get interesting. I'm going to go with uh, the greatest halfback name uh, ever in Tank. There it is. Big speed, yeah. Uh, I love his size. His speed is there. He's, he's not cr cr crazy fast, but he can run in the NFL. He's six foot, 210. Uh, 
like I was saying, his name alone will put him in the Hall of Fame. Uh, he's a great downhill runner. He can make people miss, but lacks the long speed. Uh, he, I don't think he'll ever be a full uh, three-down three back, uh, but I think he'll be you know like a RRB2 for a team, and if he ever gets the opportunity to have the first and second down role, I think he'll uh, he'll he'll be all right. Okay. Um, Kent Bixby is actually who I had next as far as running backs. Yeah, hey, there we go. Fuck you. So you and I are in an agreement here. I would take him 100 times out of 100 over A-chain. But um, <laughs> you're going to be saying uh, in like the third round, he's he's going to be falling. <laughs> Um, I think that this area with the running backs is where it starts to get really interesting um, because you're basically just throwing, throwing darts the dart. at a dartboard. Yeah. At the 207. Right. At 207, I will take Dalton Kincaid. Another um, tight end. Another tight end. Um, you know, he, he doesn't have like this outstanding size he, he's not like just this towering tight end that's gonna just mow you down um but 6'4 240 i like him uh he's gonna be an interesting guy to watch i think that there's quite a few tight ends in this draft that can end up doing something potentially in the nfl and he's one of those guys yeah, I like him. Um, like you said, there's a lot of uh, tight ends in this class that can do uh, a lot. Uh, there was a draft class not too long ago. It was like the 2017 class I'm thinking of where you had like Evan Ingram, OJ Howard. Uh, the, there was a few other guys where the, the class was hyped up uh, like crazy. And, you know, it just really hasn't you know panned out. You've had a few good seasons. And that's the one thing about uh, – fantasy and, and dynasty tight ends is, I mean, you have no idea. They could be great in college and then, you know, sit, you know, behind someone for two or three years once they get to the NFL. But yeah, I, I do like him, you know, 6'4", 246. Um, he's not, uh, he's not that good as a run blocker. So it could limit how much he's actually on the field. But as far as a receiver, he's great. You know, he can make all, all the, crazy catches he can line up in the slot outside and and win anywhere uh he's he's very athletic and he's great after the catch it's just how is a team going to use him or are they going to you know have him as a as someone that's not going to be a focal point of an, of an offense because then you're just investing into somebody that's going to get you know a catch or two, or two a game but i do like his upside over Mayer. I think Mayer is safer, but uh, it has me up next. I'm going to go with, oh, um, I do like another wide receiver here. Uh, I'm going to go with Cedric Tillman, uh, probably the only Alpha X <laughs> that's in this draft uh, with his size. Um, uh, 6'3", 2'13", he ran a four five four forty. Uh, he's he's very physical. He had a 37 inch vertical. Uh, he's not the most athletic uh, as far as like after the catch, but uh, he has um, great ball skills. He wins with 
uh, the, those ball skills and his route running, and he can out jump any uh, defensive back. Um, I mean, he's he's hard to bring down uh, with his size, but he's not gonna you know juke and spin it, spin you out. Um, one of the things that is, that might be a concern going up to the next level is he doesn't get a whole lot of separation. Um, but if you look, look at tape, he, re- he really doesn't need it. Um, he would be a great, a great fit for an offense if he can get paired with a really accurate QB that can throw him open. Yeah, um, I like Cedric Tillman a lot. Uh, and if I can get him right here in this range in like a mid to late second, man, I would be ecstatic. Uh, I think he's one of those few guys from this draft where uh, I'm not too worried about him as a pro. I think that he'll find a role somewhere wherever he ends up going. He's looked great on film. You know, there's there's a few things that he needs to uh, do to polish up his game. You know, he, he had some issues with some drops in college. Uh, but that's stuff that can be worked on. So I like Tillman right here at 2-8. Um, I guess... My next one would be the 209, and I would take uh, Ty J Spears right here uh, out of Tulane. He's kind of right on the border for me as far as the size I like to see in a running back. Uh, he's, I don't know, he I, I want to say that he's a little small, but he, he really isn't. He plays small to me, I guess, because he looks really quick on tape. Um, and what was the, it was the bowl game against USC. And then after that, the senior bowl, I think, where he just kind of blew up and started turning a lot of people's heads, but I like him at the uh, pro level. I think that he can notch out a role. Uh, he's one of those guys that I'm going to be really interested to see where he ends up going. Yeah, for sure. I mean, he's 5'10", 201. Um, uh, he can do a little bit of everything well. Uh, only problem that uh, a lot of people are going to see is that his best year wasn't until he was a senior. Um, but you know he's got the size. He's you know athletic. I think he can he can do well. I don't think he'll ever be you know a three a three down back all by himself. He'll, he'll no. be more of a rotational piece. Um, if if anything, but you know. Uh, he might he might be someone that you can plug in and play every now and then uh, in an offense. Uh, that leads me up next. Uh, I'm gonna go Kendra Miller. Uh, uh, I love his size more than uh, the last guy, five uh, eleven. 215. Uh, he has okay speed. His burst is okay. Uh, he's tough to bring down. Uh, he b- broke out as a junior. Uh, he's not offer a whole lot in the, the passing game uh, from a receiving standpoint or, or a blocking standpoint. Um, so if anything, just more of a one and two down back. I'm sure He's just the same kind of back that is is going to go in this range, and you know it's it's going to be up to you know, the team where he goes and how much work he's actually going to ever see. Um, 
he could be nothing. He could be, you know, someone that you can use every now and then. But I don't see him being, you know, someone that you can feel confident in starting every week. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm going to kind of pair him in with who will be my next pick, uh, Zach Evans, uh, running back out of Ole Miss. Uh, I view those two kind of similar, except for some reason I like Zach Evans a lot more than Kendra Miller. They ride around the same height and weight. It, I don't have a lot of, you know, technical analysis on it, but I just like watching Zach Evans play a little bit better than Kendra Miller. I think if it's going to come down to one of the two succeeding or finding a regular role in the NFL, then it would be Zach Evans. Um, I'm not crazy about any of the running backs right here in this late second, early third range. This is kind of where it's going to start getting dicey. But if I had to pick one of those two guys and right here, I would be down to one of those two. Um, I personally would take Zach Evans off nothing more than a gut feeling. Yeah, I hear you. Uh, I I love his speed, his burst, and his power. Uh, I don't think he's a very athletic in the open field. Uh, I think he's more of a one-cut-and-go type runner, which you know, the, the, there are schemes in the NFL where he would fit perfectly. And then there's, there's others where I don't see him being uh, quite as productive. Um, so it'll all, all depend on where he goes, but I do like his talent. Uh, he's someone that I could see holding down a role for, for a while. I don't know if he'll ever, you know, be a true three down guy, but you know, if he goes to like, I don't know, the, uh, 49ers or something like that, where they have that type of scheme, I think he'll be a good piece there because, you know, everyone that gets hurt. So he eventually he would get his shot there. Yeah, well, if he goes to the Niners, I'm out. <laughs> Understandable. All right, it puts me up next. And forgive me if I fuck up this name. I'm probably going to fuck it up. But Israel up, up Bandakanda? Abanakanda. Uh, something like that. I mean, everyone says, says, says it differently. Uh, 510 2- 216. Uh, the only problem that I saw a lot is he doesn't play to his size a lot. He, you know, he's big, he's fast, but he doesn't run with much power uh, to his size. Um, he's one of those um, or runners, just like I talked about. He's a one cut runner who moves fast. Um, he did uh, break out as a junior. Um, I mean, his change of direction. Um, leaves something to, to be desired but you know it depends on where he goes and the fit he has for a team uh i don't see him doing a, a whole lot you know just based off of um, what, what type of role he's probably going to get and where he's going to be drafted in, in the nfl he'll be more of a um a second or third string you know back for a team i don't ever see him being the lead guy for a team unless so someone gets hurt in front of him. But uh, there's a lot of hype around him, but I don't see him going that high in drafts. And at this point, there's a lot more halfbacks uh, that I would take over him, uh, hence why he's going at the back end of the second. And there's 
how many backs going right in front in front of him right now? And he's at six in the first and not in the first, but in the second round. So to choose each their own at this point. Yeah, uh, that's four backs in a row that we just took in the second round, and you know they're all right around five eleven, six foot, about. 210, 215 pounds. All four of those guys. Ty J. Spears, Kendra Miller, Zach Evans, and Izzy Abanacanda. Um, and you know, you mentioned that Izzy's playing a little small. He doesn't feel like he's that six foot, 210, 215 guy. And I said something similar about Ty J. Spears, but I think Ty J. Spears uses that to his advantage. He plays quick on film at least in my opinion uh izzy doesn't really look that way to me like you know sometimes there's something about it where i don't know he just kind of looks a little lost to me like maybe he fucked up and made the wrong cut or whatever the case is um i i think that it's kind of appropriate that he goes right there to round out those four backs. Uh, and, and I think at this point, it's mainly, okay, they have the size, that, that they have the speed that everyone wants, wants to see. They can make it in the NFL. They can have a role. And in Dynasty, the halfback landscape is so thin a lot of the time. Um, sure. So it, whenever you see someone that has you know, the size that, that works and the speed that works uh those guys tend to get pushed up boards um so i think that that makes sense for those last four picks that they have the size the speed and hopefully they can do something yep um so i guess i'm up next at the 301 and right here i would take rakeem jarrett uh, wide receiver out of Maryland. Again, not a lot of technical analysis on the guy. I just like to watch him play. There's something about him that pops a little bit more on film to me than some of these other guys we got left. And that's about as far as I've got on him, but I just like watching the guy play. Yeah, uh, I hear you. Uh, to be honest, I do not have him on my list of top five. 42 players, I guess it's just because, I don't know, he just doesn't seem like a wide receiver that I want to, you know, draft. Uh, so maybe that's why I don't have him on here at all. But I I get the selection. I just, I don't think I would take him until probably the... Uh, I think you can definitely get more. him later than this. Oh, yeah, for sure. For um, sure. You know, we're, we're not just sitting here ranking you know guys if i if this were a real draft and rakeem jarrett was there um with some of these other guys i mean maybe i take a guy like marvin mims ahead of him maybe i would but there's something about rakeem jarrett to me that just looks good on the field yeah um i mean he's not horrible he's he's not bad if he was in the fourth I, i would take him uh they're just other wide receivers I would rather have over him um, in this range. But I don't hate the pick. Uh, I would take this wide receiver over him. Uh, the fall from grace, that is Keishon Boutte, or Booty, however you want to say his name. 
um, the combine just tanked his fucking draft stock uh, for the NFL and for dynasty. 5'11", 195, he ran a 4'5", 40, and he was uh, horrible, and his, um, his vert was like a 20, 26-inch vert or something like that. I, I can j- jump higher than him. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know what was going on, if, if he was still injured. I don't know, uh, but I feel like at this point in the draft, uh, taking him at the 302, uh, I'll take the shot on the what's hype that uh, was around him. Yeah, I mean, Kayshawn Booty is going to be working for the NFL one way or another after this draft. He's either going to get a chance with the team or he's going to be hired to speak to incoming college players during a course called How to Fuck Up Your Draft Stock as Quickly as Possible. <laughs> I mean, the guy has just had a serious fall from grace. And, you know, like you, I just, I don't get it. I mean. What the fuck why, happened? Why even do your vertical at the combine whenever you're going to do 26 fucking inches? I mean, it, it just makes no sense. If this is his agent in his ear telling him to go out and do these things, then he needs to fire that dude. But I think that it's just him making horrible fucking decisions. And we're seeing the result of that with him falling down everybody's draft boards. Maybe we're all just morons and NFL teams aren't seeing it that way. But, man, he had some hype going into this college season and he just totally fucked it all up shit himself <laughs> but you know the the hype that used to be around him and that and the, like you said that was go, going into the season i think i would rather take a shot on him versus the other wide receiver that we just took i i, I oh, do yeah. feel like i do feel like the upside is more with uh uh yeah i mean he's he's got talent He's got talent. It's just there's something going on mentally and physically with him right now, I think. Uh, you know, he was highly rated at one point for a reason. Yeah, he and, was supposed to be like the number one or two wide, wide receiver yeah. in his class at one point. And just yeah. don't know what the fuck happened. Um, no, I mean, he, he's <laughs> definitely going to be a target of mine if I can get him in the third oh, yeah. round. I'll, I'll take a shot somewhere. But this is this is kind of right the right area for him, I think. Uh, you know, when I when I first when I first right. did my 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 rankings, um, I, I I didn't know where to put him, and at first I put him at sixteen. I was like, okay, there's no way that I can actually take him at sixteen. So that would put him right in front of the second tier of halfbacks that uh that's starting to go and you know me i like to take wide receivers uh but the fact that i can get him in the third i'm going to take the shot on the halfbacks uh right in front of him uh and hopefully just snag him at, at the start of the third um just the, yeah. the 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 upside i feel like is more with him even though he's lost a ton of value 
yeah, I don't, I don't have a problem with it. Uh, you know, and when you're in the third round of a rookie draft, you're basically just throwing darts. Uh, so might as well go with somebody who was once highly touted. Um, so I guess let's move on. Three, three. I've got another tight end, and this time oh, I will go with Darnell Washington. Um, I've gotten hype on Darnell Washington, man. You see, you see that video of him out there with the um, pushing the blocking sleds around, and he that was ridiculous. Handling them, uh, even if he, all he amounts to in the NFL is just a run blocking tight end come in as an extra blocker he's still going to be a shitload of fun to watch i feel like you're going to see a lot of pancake blocks from him um but he's just he's a physical freak man and in the third round i'll take that that's fair uh you just take all the tight ends and then like in a year or two i will trade for uh for for the one that hits (laughs) for the one that hits and Uh, i will charge the fortune (laughs) Uh, I mean, I, I do like him as a 6'7", 264. He's fucking massive. He ran a 4'64". Uh, for his size, he is very athletic. Um, uh, I pray for anyone that's going to try and cover him. He, he's a mismatch for anybody. Uh, we, we, we all saw that catch he made at, at the combine on the sideline. Uh, so <laughs> that that immediately just... just uh, grabbed everyone's attention uh of course he was o- overshadowed by you know the, the tight end one for next year brock bowers um he's he's a very hard to bring down uh after the catch he's just a massive human being um i am interested to see where he goes and the fact that he can block the shit out of anybody i think he'll be on the field a lot and if a team actually uh, tries to use him as, as a receiver, as a you know, as a uh, a second or third, uh, second or third target in their offense. I think he could be special. Yep, I agree. Uh, I'll take a shot on a big physical freak of a tight end in the third round. All right, well, I guess I'm next, and I'm surprised this guy fell this far, considering your love for a certain college. Um, uh, go with Roshan Johnson. Uh, I'm, I'm quite surprised that he met, met this far. I honestly would probably take him over that four-pack at the end of the second, but I figured he would fall to the uh, middle third. Uh, Six-foot... 219. He's not the fastest. He ran a 45840. Uh, of course, he was o- overshadowed by Bijan, but when he was on the field, there was silence. Like, oh, yeah. And it was Bijan, and then it was actually Johnson. Um, he's more of a one cut runner, you know, with uh, physical. Uh, he He's very good at, at downhill running. Uh, he will put you on your ass. Uh, he can catch the ball just fine so it depends on where he goes but he could he i think he has a higher ceiling than the four guys that we took in front of him uh i like him a lot um so a third round value is great 
Yeah. You know, I kind of the same thinking as you. I would take him ahead of those four backs that we took there to round out the second. He just, I, I figured he would fall to the third, but during my actual drafts, I'm going to be aggressive in targeting him. I believe you, know, that. you mentioned his athleticism and he, he came into Texas as a quarterback and then they asked him to move to running back and he did so seamlessly. He looks like a natural runner. He probably could have been a starter anywhere else, just about, but he stayed on with Texas and, you know, it may hurt his draft capital a little bit versus if he would have transferred, but he just always seemed like a guy that was all about the team. He didn't bitch and complain whenever they took him out of the quarterback position. He just stepped into his new role and he asked, he did what was asked of him. Uh, and that's a guy that, you know, NFL teams are really going to want on their team. Uh, and then plus, if he can translate his game over to the NFL, I think he's going to be a really good later round pick for the NFL and in these fantasy drafts. Um, but I'm definitely going to be aggressive in targeting him. That has nothing to do with my homerism, but I definitely would take him above those last four guys that we drafted at the end of the second. To be honest, if he got taken on day two in the NFL, I would not be shocked. Which he's not being mocked. He's not being mocked that high. But if he went in the third round, I would not be surprised. Yeah. I mean, it would be great for him. I would love to see it for his sake. You would not be able to get him in round three. <laughs> no. No. He would be one of those guys that had a, a later round projection. And then if he ends up going like in the third round, those are the guys that everybody freaks out about uh, after the NFL draft. You start hearing about those guys throughout the dynasty community. Everybody's starting to get real hyped on them. Um, so if that happens, then yeah, he's going to shoot up the draft boards. Fair enough. All right. Maybe you're up next. All right. I would take at the 305 Marvin Mims, wide receiver out of Oklahoma. Um, a little on the smaller end. Uh, we know how I feel about the smaller wide receivers, but around, you know, 5'11, 5'10, about 180, 185 pounds. Um, he's another one of those guys that, you know, he, he's looked all right on the field. I like him enough to, you know, mock draft him, but I don't know. I, there's something about him that seems a little risky to me, and I'm not quite sure what it is. I think he can either be an alpha on a team, or he's going to be nothing, and he could be anywhere in between. I mean, I don't really know how to project him, Uh but right here in this spot, I would definitely be willing to take a chance on him. Yeah, I mean, he will probably go higher in the, in the NFL draft uh, because of his speed. He ran a 4.3840. I mean, he's not tiny. He's 5'11 183 is what he, uh, he uh, came in at the combine as. Uh, and he's a guy that's going to stretch the field. And I think 
that's going to get him you know, a day two pick. Sure. I mean, he could, he could be Tyreek or he could be John Ross <laughs> or something in between. I, yeah, I just don't know how to feel about him. And the, those two players are that, – that has a wild you know, range because John Ross was taken in the first round in the NFL and didn't do shit. And then Tyreek Hill was – I think he was very, very late to drafted, like almost not, not even drafted. And end up being, you know, four hundred thousand times better than John Ross. So. Yeah, at least no fucking telling. Um, uh, guess I'm gonna go with my best wide receiver left. I'm gonna go Rasheed Rice. Um, where's he at? Where's he at? Right, Rasheed Rice, uh, six foot one, two hundred four. Uh, he wasn't, you know, all that fast. He ran a, a four, a four five one, which for for his type of wide receiver, I don't really care about his forty, but his vertical was forty one inches. Um, I I like wide receivers that win with their route running and ball skills. That is going to translate to fancy points, not how fast you can run. Only problem is, is he broke out as a senior, so that's going to be a little, a little bit of a knock on him. But mid third round, I'll take him. Yeah, um, you know, like he's what six one, six two, uh, forty plus inch vertical. I love that in a receiver. I like the bigger receivers. Um, oh yeah. You already know. Um, you know, honestly, I would probably lean Rice over my 301 pick and Jared. Uh, Interesting. It's all, it's almost like you could have gotten him in the fourth. Um, yeah, I, I would just rather trade away for pennies on the dollar. That's always been my strategy. So, uh. But hindsight, you know, looking at it now, I would, I'd go Rice probably as the first receiver off the board in the third. Um, he's just another guy that I like watching on tape. He seems like a very smooth, fluid runner. He's got the size and he's got the athleticism. I'd be interested to see where he goes uh, this week. Fair enough. All right, you're up next. Okay, up next. <laughs> um, I guess go ahead and give me Luke Musgrave, tight end out of Oregon State. Like I said, you draft all the tight ends, and then I'll pay the same price that you paid for the one that... Uh, I hope you got lots of firsts to send me. Um, another physical freak, kind of like... Uh, uh, Washington, 6'6", 250. This guy's a beast. Um, he's been shooting up some draft boards and gaining some hype within the community. He's just athletic as fuck. He's going to be really interesting to watch. And with the way that tight ends are in the league, 
this is a good draft to take some chances on him if you've got lots of picks. So I will take a Luke Musgrave right here. Yeah, I, I agree with everything you said. I mean, my comp for him is going to be Mike Dickey. I mean, he plays the position more like a wide receiver. Uh, so that translates into fantasy points. <clears throat> so, I mean, if if someone's going to you know, hit, I'll bet on the guy that, that can play like him. All right, next, I guess, I mean, I've been staring at this this player for a while, and I, I don't know what to do. Uh, he's probably not going to do anything or amount to anything, but a QB that's had a lot of success in college. Yeah, he's 45 years old. So what? Yeah, he's 5'11". So what? Uh, his arm is trash. So what? Uh, but he makes good decisions, and he gets the ball into his playmaker's hands and his clutch. I, I feel like I feel like if he ever has a time where he starts, you know, you could be looking at like a Brock Purdy, you know, type deal. Not saying that's what he's going to t- turn into, but in the middle of the third, I'm going to take Stetson Bennett. Um, Horrible pick, yes. Uh, I-, I know, but yeah, you know, you, you mentioned Brock Purdy, and we don't even know what Brock Purdy's going to turn into. You know, he, he we don't He's have a that starter. Size. <laughs> well, we don't have that big of a sample size. Fucking Trey Lance was a starter last year, too. That didn't mean shit. Well, he uh, started two games, and Rock Party started, what, like 13, including... Okay, well, I mean, let's let's see if we can do it again, but... What I'm trying to get at here is Stetson Bennett is, you know, he I don't think he does anything exceptionally well, but he's a game manager, and those game managers are getting shots in the NFL every now and then. Uh, so why not him? He's coming off of two national championships in college. You know, he, he I guess... Um, he's going he's to get drafted have... by the Niners and then beat out Purdy. That's exactly what's going to happen. No, I, I think what's going to happen is the Ravens are going to swoop in <laughs> to draft him. Sorry, like, Kevin. Lamar walk for nothing. And they'll be stuck with, uh, you know, Stetson Bennett and OBJ. That's going to be interesting if that actually fucking happens. All right, let's uh, move on here. You're up next. All right, up next at 309, I've got Chase Brown, uh, running back out of Illinois. He's somebody that I'm taking mid to late third just based off of hype. You know, I really haven't watched him play much, uh, but I've been seeing his name start getting tossed around a little bit. Uh, through the community. Uh, he's got decent size, about 5'11", 6'5", 210 pounds. You are not uh, even close. What? <laughs> I'm just kidding. He's 5'9", though. 5'9"? The fuck? I'm sitting here looking at 5'11". Get off, get off his college uh, 
tightly. At the combine, he was 5'9", 209. That's bullshit. <laughs> Fucking throwing me off. Keep going. So I had his height wrong. Uh, Correct. About, uh, what, 5'10", 209? Is that what you're you're getting? 5'9", 209. 5'9", okay. So, he, so he's a little smaller. 5'9", 5'10", uh, 209. Uh, but you know he's running right around a four 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 three forty. Is that what you got, Gus? Yeah, he he ran at the combine at four 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 three. Okay, four four three. Um, so you know, as a smaller, maybe a little chunkier back, he is over two hundred pounds. Not to say that's chunky, but you know he's not the hundred and 8,590 pound guys, but he's running a 4.43. So at the end of the third round, I'm going to take a chance on a Chase Brown. Yeah, I mean, and the the um, uh, notes that I have from him for him, I mean, he's a great athlete, but he sucks at everything else. You know, everything that makes a good halfback, he sucks at. It's just he's a great athlete. Hopefully, he's, uh, something can mold him into something of use. All right, so I'm going to take my first tight end. That's probably not the right one, but I'm going to go with Chucker Craft. Uh, six Leave five. my tight end alone. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I've got to take at least one. 6'5, uh, 254, you're in a Four six nine forty. Um, he's he's not he's not you know one of these top guys in as far as you know his routes and his hands and his and, and his speed. But at this point in the draft, I guess I'll take a tight end that's probably going to see day late day two draft capital, probably early day three. Yeah, um, I've got nothing for Tucker Craft, so I'll have to trust your judgment on this one. He's trash. It's fine. All right, cool. Uh, so moving on, three eleven. I'll take uh, Tyler Scott, wide receiver out of Cincinnati. Um, if, if I'm at, if I'm in just a three round draft, then I'm taking Tyler Scott right here. Uh, he's a smaller guy, so let me take a shot on, you know, somebody that might end up being a field stretcher. Um, if I'm doing more than three rounds, then I'm probably going elsewhere, trying to add depth. But a, a three-round draft, a wide receiver towards the end makes sense. Uh, they've got a better shot at, you know, making a difference or at least doing something for a fantasy team, even if he's just clogging a bench spot. But end of the third, I'll take uh, somebody who might end up having a path to some playing time. Oh, I guess we'll move to the last pick of this draft. I'm going to go down to the very bottom of my list and I'm going to go with Xavier Hodges. Wide receiver. Um, I like his size. I mean, he's 6'2, 203. Uh, 
Uh, his speed is all right. He ran a four five three forty. He has a great or a release. His route running is okay. Uh, he he can make a he can make the catches that you would expect for from from his size. You know, he, he plays to his strengths with his frame. Yeah, I, I like that uh, Xavier Hutchinson pick. Uh, 6'3", 205. Um, probably should have taken him over uh, Tyler Scott. but um, What is it with you? I don't know. But that's a good pick. You know, there's a lot of guys right here that I start getting interested in. Um, the third round, I'm not too crazy about. But right before that, you know, the way we ended out the second and then the way that the beginning of a fourth round is going to start looking like really like all of those guys. Uh, I, I think that this is a good deep draft class. I don't know if we're going to see a lot of studs come out of it, but this should be a great draft for teams that need to build de- build depth and have the draft picks to do so. Yeah, that's fair. Is, is there anybody in particular that you would take at the 401 because you would be on the come up if i were to make another pick i'm probably gonna go probably at perry fair enough i like him a lot too yeah yeah i think he's somebody that's really flying under the radar that's gonna end up surprising quite a few people all right fair enough well that is going to be the end of our third round mock uh, sorry, this is go- going to be out so late. Uh, like I said, I had to move and then set up everything. Um, we'll be more consistent now that I'm, I'm moved. But uh, yeah, this is a great uh, pre-draft draft. Um, here in a week or two, we'll know where all, all these players land, and that's going to shake up this entire thing. We'll be back to uh, go over that um, whatever that happens but uh, thanks for listening bye